Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone. I'm Scotty Conley, a.k.a. Scotty the Body, and this is the Border Podcast with Scotty the Body. For the last 20 years, I've had some type of role in the skateboarding industry, including my time as a sponsored skater, many years working at Skate Park in Tampa, and my current job at the border. So, in the midst of this current pandemic, I decided to start this podcast so I can catch up with some old friends I've met along the way, and we can talk about the past and present with highlights in my beloved hometown of Tampa, Florida. So sit back and enjoy. Oh, yeah, that's right, everybody. We are back. The Border Podcast, Scotty the Body, and it is officially been one full year of this COVID disaster and I'm so fucking ready for it to be over. Uh, I hope everyone is safe out there. I hope to see a return of skateboarding events sometime this year so I can get back on the road because I, I miss you guys out there, man. Like, don't get me wrong. After years of extensive travel, it was very nice to be able to step back and be home for a year and, and just kind of be home and kick it with the family. But Geez, man, I got to get back to work. Let's go. Uh, very quickly, I'm about to wrap up season four of The Sopranos, just to give you an update on my life. Sopranos just keeps getting better. Is Polly going to turn on Tony? Will Christopher make it through rehab? Will anyone find out what really happened to Ralphie? I can't wait. And man, that show is just so flipping good, man. But before we bring in today's guest, I want to stress once again, guys, Look out for each other, please. Call your friends if you think something is wrong. Talk to your friends about your mental health. Don't be afraid, man. The stigma is gone. Talk to your friends if you have a problem. Your friends are there to help you. This pandemic has been tough on everybody, but there is no need to lose more people because of the side effects of this quarantine. So, man, reach out to your friends. Make sure your friends are reaching out to their friends. DM me if you need to, man. I'm here for you. You could like, I don't care. We, we got, this has to stop. We've lost enough homies and, and we got to do something about it. So I'm an open book. Hit me up. I'm going to hit you up if I don't feel bad or if I don't feel good, I'm going to be hitting you up. So don't, don't, don't sweat it, man. Like we all got to get through this and we can all do it together, man. Skateboarding has always been about the unity of everybody involved. And we need this unity now more than ever. So uh, call your friend man just tell them you love them and tell them that you care about them and and you want to see them again because sometimes that's all it takes to fucking flip somebody's day around so with that being said i would like to introduce today's guest uh i've told you guys many times 
throughout this journey that I want a variety of guests from week to week. And I feel like I've done a decent job pulling people from different aspects of skateboarding and beyond. Uh, some guests will be bigger names. Some will be a little more obscure. Uh, today, you really got to be a pay paying attention to Tampa skateboarding and East Coast skateboarding uh, to know who this guy is. So you may not know him, but, you know, if you have been paying attention the last five or 10 years, there's a good chance that you saw something he filmed. Uh, we have Tampa, Florida's current master lensman. Uh, he is the man responsible for the Shaquifa mixtape series. So he means a hell of a lot to me. Um, he is a fellow brother in the fraternal order of the pizza guys. And he currently produces videos and t-shirts under the moniker of uh, Busted Mike Productions. So ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for my good friend and visual mastermind, Steve Bujica. Steve, thank you for joining the podcast. How you doing today? Good, Scotty. Thanks for having me. What an intro. Uh, I appreciate the kind words. Oh, of course, man. It's always my first purpose to completely blow up the guests and make them, uh, like, you know, stroke their ego a little bit. And that usually loosens the lips and, and gets the conversation going. You definitely got me blushing over here. I'm like, what do I even right. say to this guy? Thank you. All right, man. Well, dude, you've done a lot for me. You've done a lot for uh, Tampa skateboarding. Um, and uh, tying into the first thing I said, you are a full-blooded Italian, man. Did you watch The Sopranos? I have not, actually. But it's been popping up a lot. Isn't it an old show? Yeah, it's an old show from like uh, late 90s, early 2000s. So I didn't even have HBO or cable television the first time it came around. So I completely missed it uh, and finally watching it and just like, I, I, I'm in love with like all their like Italian lingo. Yeah, my mom used to watch that like whenever yeah. it came out, like, and yeah. I remember not even knowing what it was about or anything. I think I was too focused on like getting me out of the house to skate, but maybe now I'll appreciate it a little better. Well, I mean, you were pretty young at that point too. So it might not even been like something you were like interested yeah. in watching or in your wheelhouse or like maybe even old enough to watch. Maybe I was right in like the middle ground where I would like start to understand, but I also didn't care because I was like trying to skate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, does your mom call Capicola Gabagool? My mom's actually Cuban. My dad's the Italian one. Okay. I apologize then. Uh, it's fine. But no, they don't, they don't talk like that. Okay. Cause it'd be sick I, if they did though. So, the, the meat capicola in their lingo is gabagoo. So uh, lately I've been referring to everything, no matter what, as, as gabagoo. Like, like wife, wife, like Lydia, why are you trying to gabagoo with my gabagoo? Like everything is gabagoo right now. <laughs> That's good stuff. You should go to the Cacciatore Brothers and try to order that. Ooh, yes. That, where's that spot? It's uh, they got, I think they got a couple spots. They got one in like Oldsmar area, but the one closest to us, Armenia, is like right? right when Howard and Armenia meet. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I see it all the time. I just love saying their last name. Okay. So um, you were, you're, you said your dad's Italian, your mom is Cuban. Uh, were you born, were you born in Tampa, born and raised? Yeah. Born and raised in Tampa. So, so one of the few in the proud, uh, I was not born here. I was born in Burlington, Vermont. And, uh, but I don't even remember Vermont. I only, my first memories are of Florida and the Tampa Bay area. I've never left the Tampa Bay area since I was maybe two years old. So that's what matters, right? Like what you yeah. remember. 
Yeah, my first memories are Tampa, Florida. Yeah, same. And then, uh, so ha- um, what led you to skateboarding in Tampa, Florida? How did how did you find that? And, um, honestly, I don't even really remember like the first like board or anything. I just remember always in the neighborhood, like using different vehicles, like a scooter or a skateboard or skates, or maybe just even my feet and going to play basketball. I was like, as your first group of kids, like you try everything. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And then I don't, you know, it's, there's like a gray area. And then I just remember being in high school and just like, or middle school and like hearing about skate park in Tampa. So then I started going up there when I was like seven or eight. And I think like, I just like went for it. There wasn't like a skateboarder in the neighborhood. And then I used his board. It was like, I heard about skateboarding, found out there's skate park in Tampa, and then just started going up there. And then you said you were eight? Yeah, I was like eight, eight or nine, I'm I'm pretty sure. Wow. Okay. So uh what um what was going on? Like, do you remember like kind of what the scene was like at the skate park at that time? Or were you even paying attention or just learning to skate or um man, it was like maybe not like the first like year or something. Cause the first year I probably only went like once or twice. Like, you know, it was still like a fresh thing. It was like, it was like getting Bush gardens passes, you know, you're not going every single day. Like, yeah. So, but then later on, I remember maybe freshman year in high school or like, you know, eighth grade in middle school is when I went, when I would go up there and I would start noticing like the scene and stuff. And I was like, I have a vivid memory of walking in. It was just like old school hip hop. I don't remember the shop too much, but I remember when I went into the park, it was like old school hip hop. And then literally all like the best dudes, like Curtis, Tommy, Pat, Abdias, Dustin, like um, trying to remember Ian and maybe Robbie. Robbie might've been in the shop at that time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a couple other guys, but I just remember seeing all them and like kind of knowing who they were from going a couple previous times. And I was like, I, I used to just pay $8 to just sit around and watch everybody skate. Okay. Like, just lurk. And I was like, this is amazing. Like from the music to like, I don't remember there being anybody else but them in there. Like maybe I was there on like a weekday or something, but yeah, it was pretty amazing seeing that at like a young age. All right. So there's some early memories. Uh, so who was uh, like when you finally like kind of got, into the mode of what skateboarding was and like going like street skating and stuff. Like, uh, would I remember any of the kids that were like, your kind of like OG skate squad. Like you, you go back with like Joe Pelham a lot, right? Yeah. Um, but even before Joe, uh, there was Justin Myers. Okay. Uh, James powers. Yep. Uh, PJ Castellano. That's like, I've probably skated with him like the most um throughout my whole life and and his brother dominic i started skating with his brother before him dude i i got pj in so much trouble one time when he was a kid uh at the skate park um we would sometimes we would just buck out on a saturday night and go skate at astro which was like maybe maybe like 45 minutes away from the skate park and uh you know it would just be like one random person would drive and be like yo i'm going to astro who wants to roll and I did that, and, and PJ was like, I want to go. And he was super young at the time, man. Uh, he might have been like – he might not – he definitely wasn't 16 because he uh, – Wow. His, his dad, you know, we'll, we'll get to that part of the story. But I was like, dude, pretty fucking young. 
call call your parents first and tell them what you're doing and make sure it's okay. And if 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 they're down, like I can take you, no problem. Like let's go. Right. Um, well, so he walked over to the phone, and I guess he pretended to make a phone call <laughs> <laughs> because he was like, "Yeah, we're good. Let's go." And then when we got back from Astro, his dad was waiting in the parking lot for us. And as soon as we pull in, PJ is like, oh, shit. And I'm like, what's up? He's like, dude, my dad's here. And I'm like, yeah, he's waiting on you. That's cool. You're like, he knew where you were at, right? And he's like, no, nah, man, he, he, he didn't know. And dude, he got in so much fucking trouble. And he started, and like, I think, his, I don't think even his dad even really fucked with me, which like, if, if I was a dad with a 15-year-old son, that would be the first person I went to was the dude driving. Yeah. But I'm thinking that, like as my daughter too, like I would kill the driver. Like, what are you doing? Oh yeah. And, and I was just like, Hey man, he, I told him to call you and ask permission. And he said he did that. And uh, he told me you guys were cool. So I'm, I'm very sorry. Like, but I think also his dad knew that I worked there and kind of like he had seen me through the, like, you know, he, he had seen me. So I, I, I think maybe I had some level of trust. Right, like kind of chaperonish, like yeah. So it was like, all right, like it's not really like a random guy. It's the same guy we see at the skate park every single time we drop you off. So I, right, and he and he, you know, didn't get his board taken away, and he didn't get in trouble, and he was there skating the next weekend. So it, it wasn't that big of a deal. But dude, I remember he got his ass chewed out in the parking lot that night. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah, his dad, his dad's super funny, but also, and he's a kind of a ball busting Italian too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, he, I met him like, you know, I was probably like 12 or 13 or something. Uh, yeah. when I met him. He was super cool back then. Like, he used to just like talk shit to PJ and Dominic, like whenever I would come over, like it was funny. All right. So uh, when did, uh, like, when did you figure out that uh, filming was something that you might be interested in? That's where Joe comes in. Um, okay. So yeah, he, he, Joe used to film like some random stuff at the church him and his family went to. Okay. Then he would use that camera to like come out and skate and like film or whatever. I don't even remember what kind of camera it was, maybe like a high eight or digital eight or something like. Was it um, one that you put like the whole VHS tape in or had we, oh, you said we had gone digital at that point. So yeah. So it was like, it was like the bigger, the bigger tapes, but not so big as the uh, VHS. Like, okay. I gotcha digital eight high eight, like the little cameras they had no handles or anything but yeah so I remember him like using that and then I got like this tiny like it was probably it's like the size of the first GoPro like my grandpa gave me it was like the worst quality ever and like that's what I started like filming with with the group of friends at the time like just randomly start filming with that and I guess that like transitioned into like seeing what joe was doing yeah you know i didn't even see any of the videos he was doing just like seeing him in real life like filming like someone try a trick even as like you know 16 year olds yeah there i just like from there i just like always thought about getting a better camera or got a better camera just newer and just i guess just kept filming like yeah, and for all the uh, the young bucks out there, this is before a time of cell phones. This is before a time of GoPros. Uh, and there were a lot of skate scenes that never got shined because there just was not a filmer. 
And dude, to have a scene that had a filmer, you were lucky. And even if that, and if they had a VX at the time, you were even luckier. Um, yeah, I didn't get my first VX for a long time. Yeah, 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 yes. And 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 back then, you either had like a super shitty like Sony Handycam, or you were actually lucky enough to have a VX. I had both. See, there we go. So I mean, and then VXs were like super pricey at the time. You had to buy the Death Lens uh with it the the what is it the mark eight lens mark one mark one i'm sorry the number uh, one the neo but uh all that stuff was pricey so how how old were you when you actually got a vx and then how how uh did you end up paying for it um so this is a pretty good story um all right so i i used to we used to skate around i had the little like handy cam which most people like that film with mini dv tapes i use them as capture cameras just like the real small ones you can okay. put them in your pocket you know yeah yeah so i had like a duct taped i had like a duct taped wide angle on it it was awful but it worked for what we wanted to do yeah. and of course the next step for me was like all right i gotta buy it vx1 well around that time joe face and spanish mike were in tampa one of them was going to ut i forgot and they were skating a bunch yeah they were skating a bunch with the crew and stuff and then they moved out of Tampa. They probably finished college or whatever. And I still had to connect with Joe face and he was selling his VX 1000. Okay. And his lens and all of it. So I bought it off him and I honestly don't remember how much he charged me, but it, it was like, it wasn't that much. And it was like one of those things where like, he gave you the homie price. Yeah. And it was like, not, it was like one of those things like, Hey mom, like this could be my birthday and Christmas present. Like, I really want to do this, you know, like little convincing, like, you know, I didn't have yeah. a job at that time. Like, yeah, I think I just turned 16 or something. And uh, yeah, I want to say it was somewhere between like 300 and like 700 maybe. Oh, so you really got a good deal. Yeah. But the camera was awful. It was uh, so bad. <laughs> but, it, yeah, but I didn't. I didn't know any better, and I didn't even care. Just having the camera in possession, like, was like amazing to me. You know, like, yeah. And then figuring out that you can't just turn it on and it looked the way you want it to look. I was like, oh, you really have to learn how to use this thing. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's uh, so that's pretty much the story of Bujika's big VX one thousand purchase. And I'll tell you guys these days, if I need to make a big purchase. I go straight to my closet, I find a pair of shoes, and I head over to ebay.com slash sneakers. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the one-stop shop to cop that exclusive pair you've been looking for. In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media will actually be raffling off four custom-made sneakers. And uh, if you each purchase you make on ebay.com slash sneakers before March 31st through ebay.com slash sneakers, and you will enter into a drawing for one of one pair of Air Force One low tops. So all you got to do is buy the shoes and then send the screenshot of your purchase to at Armchair Media on Twitter or Instagram. And don't forget with eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent and professional authenticators. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp 
and is customized with the sneakers details. This guarantee also protects sellers with a verified return process. And now it's free to sell sneakers of $100 or more on eBay. Yes, that's right. No seller fees. So with other sites taking as much as 25%, you're going to have a lot of extra money left for, yes, that's right, more sneakers. So you get paid out from eBay, buy some shoes, and then maybe you take that money over to bet online. Yes, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. With NBA in full swing, college basketball heating up as schools make their way to March Madness, the tournament is coming, and so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest, as Bet Online is the spot to be for all your bracketology needs. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just make sure to use the promo code ARMCHAIR. And that's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Back to Mr. Bajika. So, who were like some of the uh, early like Tampa locals that you'd be filming with, and uh, how did you end up in the company of my squad, the Shaquifa Boys, filming filming with those guys? Um. Well, some of the first people I would film were like. Uh, like Bristol and like Josh Bowser okay, from the park back then, because most of the other guys that I mentioned earlier, they, they already like were hip to like, you know, filming with like a VX or at least having some kind of filmer, like, you know, somewhat knowing what they're doing, you know, like they, like I said, they were older and they're, and they like, they knew a lot better. So it took a long time to like, um, to join, you know, them as far as like going out and skating. But some of the first people were Robbie Kirkland and Dave Cruz that were like, that were fully just like, they didn't care how it looked or anything. They were just like psyched to skate. So I would say those dudes, like, you know, if you watch footage of them, like everything I have of them, you can literally see like the progression from me, myself, and like their skating as well. Like I've probably had like the most like, time in front of the camera uh with those two dudes and then slowly all the other dudes started to see like okay he's getting better like oh it's sick like they're going out like oh okay cool like and then before you know it like everyone's like just down to skate and film with with me and then I was just in the crew I was like oh all right here it is like cool skate with everybody like well uh I actually have two stories about my first like real memories of you uh, before we started skating together. Um, one took place in the snack bar at skate park in Tampa. Yeah. And I don't remember who, but there is a big dude in your face, like legitimately trying to fight you. Uh, I don't remember the reason, but uh, I just grabbed him and threw him out. And he tried to start talking shit to me saying, like, I'll whoop your old ass, Grandpa. Like, you're the old man around here. And I'm like, yeah, you goddamn right I'm the old man around here. Like, I'll fucking destroy you, kid. Like, you don't know shit. And I was like, nah, you can go sit across the street and wait for your mom to come pick you up. Wow. I remember that. We're not going to mention his name. No, 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 of course. We, because no he, uh, 
you know, he's, he's cool now. I don't know. I honestly have no idea what, what that even was like. Um, all, all I cared about was this dude was starting shit in my snack bar. I remember <laughs> it was like when there was like, like the little bar, like there were two little bars, like facing like, you know, the wall and your back's yeah. facing the snack bar. And I remember he came up behind me and just started some shit. And then you came out of nowhere and just yoked him. And I was like, uh, yeah, I wish I could remember what that was all about, but damn, I forgot about that. And this was like during a, an event weekend. So there was like an event going on too. I remember because there was a ton yeah. of people there. It was Tampa M. I'm pretty sure one of them. There, there we go. So uh, I just remembered, like, dude. I just remember the the quote was like, "Dude, you fuck." Like he was just like, "Dude, you fucking loser. You're back there like selling hot dogs." And I was like, "Yeah, you're buying them. Like, get the fuck out of here." Like, <laughs> like, yeah chill all right so that was the first one and the second one i actually just told you about this again a couple of days ago uh the second was i don't remember the house but it was definitely at like a, a big house party and uh i remember you specifically coming up to me and just being like hey what's up you don't really know me but my name is steve and i'm going to film the shaquifa video for you and at the time like we were i mean we were at a house party so i was drunk and we were definitely, as a squad, doing way more partying than skating at the time. And never did I think an actual Shaquifa video would happen just because, uh, you know, the, the lack of, of filmer in the area. And, and you said that to me. And I'm pretty sure I, like, laughed in your face and told you good luck and walked away and didn't even continue the conversation with you. <laughs> I still don't remember that. But, hey, I wasn't lying. You weren't lying. So I say, <laughs> here we are. And this is about like, you know, 13 years later, maybe 14 years later. And uh, now we have two awesome videos that you made that you're really proud of. And one video that you made that you have actively like tried to hide from the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, um, you made the, the original Shaquifa mixtape. Um, but it's that first video that you're ashamed of that really got me sparked to like get out and skate more and get filming again uh, because you did the premiere for the Shaquifa mixtape at Robbie's house. And we had a big Halloween party slash video premiere. Um, I had just started dating the female that would eventually become my wife. And uh, so we, we watched the video and everybody's going crazy. It's awesome. And after the video, uh, Lydia was like, Hey, like, isn't Shaquifa your thing? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, well, why didn't you have any tricks in the video? And I'm like, God, I just got called <laughs> out. I just got called out by my girlfriend, like about not having clips. Like that's the, holy shit, this is the worst. That's on me though. That's on me for not like trying to get a clip with you. Like not even I, thinking of that. She knew nothing about skateboarding at the time. And she noticed it. So I knew other people would notice it too. And that just bugged me. And I remember telling you very soon after that, that we cannot make another video if I'm not in it. So we started skating a lot more together and filming together. And now we have videos and I have parts and I'm proud of all the things that we did together. Yes. And uh, I'm like so proud of those videos. I still put in the DVDs and watch them just sometimes I just need to pick me up and I need to watch mixtape two real quick and, and get psyched. And uh, 
and yeah, man, like that did so much for, for me mentally, uh, just like to know that all these people want to put all this effort into a project that is for Shaquifa, which is something that is directly affiliated to me. So, right. Like that was just like, wow. It made me so proud that all these people just wanted to do this for me and for Shaquifa and for Tampa and just for, for skating in general. And we had some pretty cool premieres. Um, but one thing leading up to like mixtape two, I just wanted to know, like, how did you uh, start skating so much with, uh, with our good friend, Jimmy Lannon? Uh, me and him were always friends, like from the early days of me going to skate park, like the Sarasota squad was always there, like once or twice a week. It'd be Jimmy Lannon, uh, Derek Milan, Jason Padgett, um, Jared Brantingham. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mike Simeone and uh, Mike Svensson was the, the filmer for them in their scene. But um, so we always had like a loose affiliation to those guys and, uh, you know, like a loose affiliation with uh, Jimmy Lannon through Westside and growing up at the skate park. But I mean, he was in like real company videos at the time and yeah. like the Westside videos. He was in Last of the Mohicans. Uh, like he was um, definitely he was like maybe riding for Element at the time. And uh, when you told me he was going to have a part, I was, I was blown away. Like, like he has enough footage to get to Shaquifa. Like, yes, yes. All right. Um, so how did that, how did uh, you develop such a strong uh, filming bond with, with Jimmy? Um, I think it happened like gradually because around the mixtape two era, like right when, right when the first mixtape premiered and stuff, I remember like, that next night or something or like two days later or something everyone in the in the Shaquifa squad was like really psyched they're like are we gonna do another one like yeah like a lot of people felt the same like feeling that you did like oh like you didn't have any clips but some people were like damn I only had one or two like like I didn't even really know this was happening like it was super last minute so everyone got really psyched to film so I was like sidebar is like at the time rob and dave robbie and dave lived together so my next one mixtape two i was like all right i'm gonna do some more roommate shit at that time Jonas and manny lived together with jeremy okay and then in the other house it was yanni and okay. jada and tommy i don't know if you, i don't know if you no, remember I, that era I, absolutely i do i live i live so actually yeah. in between those two houses and a block back like you know where i lived yeah, exactly. So that's what like the video was basically like my main focus was like Yanni and Jada, Jeremy, Manny and Jonas. And if you watch the video, you see that. And that's why Robbie and Dave shared a part in that one All right. in the second one as well. But at that time, we were going to Gainesville a lot okay. in those eras. Like every other weekend I was doing like a three day trip in Gainesville, just bringing whoever I can bring, mostly those guys. And at that time, Jimmy lived in Gainesville. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember this. So naturally, you know, Jonas and Manny already knew Jimmy from like West side and just like yep. skating around. So we just naturally started filming together and literally the first clip we ever filmed, I'm pretty sure is his, is the first clip in his mixtape two part. You, okay. I might have to fact check that and get back to you, but yeah, like from the first clip we ever filmed all the way to, you know, to like the full part, like, those Gainesville trips, he was just like, he was just down and it just like kept going. And I remember him coming to my house in Tampa and like, 
actually like presenting like a song idea to me. And then that's when it hit me like, oh, wow, this dude's like really down for me to use all his footage in this video. You know, at first I was like, oh, it's sick. We're like filming, like maybe I'll get a couple clips. But then he was in his head. He was already thinking of like a part with this stuff. That's dope. And he like brought me that song and then like I edited it together. And then, yeah, from there, like, you know, he's like one of my one of the one of my top dudes that I film now. Like, Sure. Yeah. And uh, you've filmed like solo parts for him. Uh, he's featured heavily in everything you do. And dude, we all love Jimmy locally and and. Fucking happy for that dude, man, he's killing it. And so. Yeah. Uh, so uh, one of my favorite things about Mixtape 2 is the intros. Um, I told you what I wanted to be my intro, which is the scene from Orange County when uh, Colin Hanks' character is like looking at Jack Black and says, you're a drugged out loser. What are you doing? Like, you think you can start a t-shirt company? Like, you can barely rest <laughs> yourself. I think and that intro got the most cheers at the premiere for Mixtape 2. Um, I think, uh, it was obviously cause it was me and because I remember like, I was trying to get everybody to shut up so they could hear the intro. Yeah. So I don't think it was like even heard, but like people just saw like, you know, Jack Black kind of looked like me at the time and, and you know, like people like not even trying to like stroke my own ego, but I'm, I'm fucking loved in this town. Like, yeah, I mean, so, uh. You know, I'm like, I'm like the, like, we're at a Shaquifa video premiere. I'm the godfather of fucking Shaquifa. And, and these dudes pay their respect and I love it. I appreciate it. So I was wondering if like, you kind of had it in your head to, for doing movie intros for everybody, or was that kind of sprung off of my idea for my intro? And then like the, the channel flipping and all the stuff like that. Um, it was definitely sprung off of your intro because once you said that and it like fits so well, I couldn't really say no. And at that time I didn't really have like an idea of how the video was going to like be put together or anything. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of like, you know, I might've had like an early idea, but as far as right now, I don't remember, but I remember you brought me that it worked. And then I was like, okay, well I kind of have to be consistent at least and and turn this into like a whole theme instead of just like, have it randomly in the middle of the video you know yeah 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 so at that time i was living with dave so he brought up the friday intro for him and robbie okay and then i just kind of went with everybody else Jonas's was super last minute i forgot who mentioned that one um but yeah his was like last minute and then the channel flipping turned into like manny's uh yeah i mean it, it just kind of happened like that i don't think everybody has one but there's enough in there to like remember that it's as like it's the theme yeah, yeah yeah for sure right like jimmy's and stuff like um jada and yanni didn't have one and then like jeremy's was like to some like news footage of tupac but it all makes sense made sense yeah, but it all made sense and then like the tupac like the TV, television scene like fits with like flipping through the channels like Boom, right. you're at a movie, then you're at the news, then you're at MTV. Like Yeah, I gotta watch it again. It's been it's been a while since I watched Mixtape 2, like a couple years. Dude, but, it's a it's a nice, fast, easy watch. Yeah, it was it was quick. I mean, I was that was the first video I was like super proud of. And then we did like a legit premiere. Yes. Like, 
Yeah, I was like amazed by then. Like that was that that was a trip. That premiere. Right. So I have to ask this question just strictly for for my ego. Uh, what is your favorite clip that you have filmed of me? Ooh, let me think here. Hmm. I gotta say, I mean, the first one that's coming to my head, I think, I think there might be one other, but I can't like picture it is the, probably the Nolly Big Spin at the Recyclosaurus. Oh, okay. Dumpster at Mosey. Hard for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Like I always love the battles. Like I love going back to spots. I know skaters like hate doing that, but like, you know, when you get the trick, it's so, it's so sick to be like, yeah, we've been here like four times. This yeah. happened one time and it, it threw us off. This happened another time and it threw us off. Like, I think we went know, there two different times and it rained. Yeah. So like, that was like a battle. So when you got that, we might've even been trying that like early on in like, um, like maybe like mixtape two era. And then we didn't end up getting it until mixtape three. Maybe. Um, yeah, I, I want to say maybe the first time we went was like the tail end of mixtape two. That, um, that could be. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would say I would say probably that one's the my favorite that we filmed. I'm sure I'll text you in like a day or two and be like, yo, I forgot to mention this one. But like, yeah, the, the Mosey one was sick to me. I like that. I, one. I, 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 I like that clip because uh like the other three or so times we went there, like out of the the many times we went there. I liked my clothes the best in the clip that I landed. I'm wearing like a Bucks jersey. The Bucks jersey. The yes. Bucks bucket hat. Yes. So proud of that. Um, so there we go. That's the answer for that one. Off the mixtape two premiere, uh, the crew is riding super high off that. Like I remember like we did the premiere on a like a Friday night or a Saturday night. And I remember like maybe a day later we would like – the crew was so psyched. Like we went street skating like immediately that weekend. And I got like, I got like two clips that were used in mixtape three, like with, within like that first week of the premiere mixtape two. What were those? Uh, the two, those two ledge lines that were like started my part. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Like, I, I remember I got that. those. Like, I remember I got those like very, very early, like maybe within like a week or two after filming mix after we did the premiere for mixtape two. Yeah, you did. We, yeah, we jumped right to it. I think you jumped to it more, like, the fastest. Because I was psyched. Because I was like, dude, I was just high off the, uh, like, the premiere, man. I was just high off that shit, man. Like, Yeah, I was, too. I was ready. I was like, wow, this is, like, I've been chasing that feeling ever since that night. Yeah, and I, I think like, literally we put together, like, a solid, like, 16-minute video that a lot of people enjoyed to watch. And, and dude, you just get high off that shit and you want to like keep it going. So we did. And, uh, so, um, when you, when we started filming mixtape three, did you think that you would be making like an almost like 40 minute video? Hell no. That like that for today's standards of escape video, that is so fucking long. That was and, a nightmare. And, but I loved it. Cause I, I mean, I never get tired of watching my boys skate. So, but I mean, I can't, I can't imagine like the undertaking it is to like, for that process. Yeah, it was, it, it was a lot. I really didn't expect it to get that long, but you know, more people came into the picture and then 
the same people from previous came back swinging again. Yeah. And it was like, you know, a lot, a lot of videos like that, like independent projects or something like you, you usually have like a part of somebody and then they might have like a half a part or just like a couple clips in the next one yeah. or something like that. But like mixtape three was almost like, Hey, everyone who's ever had a part, you're going to have a part in this one too. And these three, four, five other, six other guys, they're also going to have a part. Oh, and there's going to be like three sections of this uh, all, like friends section montages also in this thing. And I, before you knew it, I was like, wow, there's like 16 like parts I have to like put together in this video. Like, what am I doing? To uh, myself? Like, I mean, there was just like, you know, a traditional friend section. Then there was the, uh, like the, the straight Miami section with all those heads down there. Yeah. And uh, then there was the, the porch edit, like just like the porch part where it was a three minute part of only skating houses in Ebor. That's, fa- that's my favorite shit right there. Dude, that's an RIP to the, your keyhole spot. Yep. Um, yeah, like I, I enjoyed that section. Um, so how, uh, I, I can't remember, how long were you filming for MT3? Like how, how what was the process? Like, it was, I, I think it was three years. Three years. Okay, so we yeah. took us three years to pull off MT3, but we did it. Uh, which is fast yeah it's actually fast for a 45 minute project i mean other ones take six or seven you know five six seven like so three years you guys were really putting it putting it down like funding your own trips uh you know extended stays in puerto rico um multiple trips around the south atlanta i know you guys were in charlotte uh you guys went on that trip with me like up the east coast yeah, yeah. Um, in the in the border bus, and then met up in New York with everybody, and you guys drove back separately. Yeah. Um, so that whole process was was cool. Once again, like I was super psyched, so I was really trying to film, but I was traveling a lot during this time, so I didn't probably film as much as I wanted to. But I felt like I did a good enough job to where you know, like I I, I was proud. So oh, absolutely. Yeah. So and of course I found the footage that i doubted existed still that was amazing bridge um amazing because i'd never seen it before that that clip was 10 years old i'd never seen it before i before i gave it to you wow i I remember just seeing the photo rob shot that right yeah rob shot the photo uh lego and dude just that day i remember like I had drove, driven by it a couple times and didn't even go up there to look at it and uh, just claimed it. I just claimed it. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then um, one morning at work, I was just like fucking feeling it. So I hit up Laco and was like, yo, you got your camera today? Yep. Yeah, I brought it. Hey, Rob, you got your camera today? Yep, I got it. All right, cool. I'm going to do this on Columbus. Like we're going to do it after work. And Amazing. by the time after work came around at like five o'clock, there was like, 10 people that heard I was going to go try this. So we seriously had a crew of like 13, 15 heads on this session just to watch me uh, ollie in on this bridge. And dude, I was so psyched that I was able to get it and I got it pretty fast and we got out of there. And uh, it's one of those photos that like you give it, like I gave my my parents that photo. And epic photo. They thought it was photo. they're like you're crazy like you can't be jumping on bridges like 
this has got to be photo. Like my dad tried it, was convinced it was photoshopped. <laughs> he's like, there's no way. He's like, you're not, he's like, you fucking stupid. Like, did you show him mixtape three? Be like, look, remember this? The Tony Soprano smack around. Like, like, what are you doing? You, you young fuck. Like, but uh, <laughs> dude, whatever. I did it. And I thought the footage was lost and it was so happy that I, that I got it. So um, once again, yeah. Filming for MT3, three-year process, pull off another premiere, big premiere. Uh, we did it at, we did it during Tampa pro weekend actually. So yeah, that was really rad because we got a lot of people from outside of Tampa. Cause like, I mean, if we did a premiere in Tampa, like people would show up, you know, like we right. get a good, good turnout, but the addition of Tampa pro and that whole audience, like just there really a put a lot of eyes, really put a lot of eyes on the video. And um, I actually flew straight from Australia straight to the premiere uh like you guys were waiting on me because my flight got delayed in la coming to tampa yeah. from australia so you guys were literally waiting on me to show up to the premiere straight from the airport to start the video and that whole night was again amazing video premiere we feel like superstars and uh i just thought it was insane just because of like like i did a lot of work i hit up every person that I thought was in town for the weekend pros ams like industry guys whatever and was like everybody needs to be here and sure enough dude everybody showed up like fucking Nigel was there like yeah, he was Ishad was there um I think maybe like Shane O'Neill was there but a lot of pros were there a lot of industry guys and dude that just made me so happy because it put a lot of eyes on the video because it was a video premiere during a Tampa pro weekend. So people showed up like not even caring if the video was good or not. They were just happy to like have yeah. something to do on a Sunday night that, it, that involves skateboarding during Tampa pro. That's that um, old school thing too. That used to happen a lot back in the day. And then it like faded out for a while. Yeah. Unless Josh came through and premiered a video, but he always did it on like a Thursday, like Sunday night was, it ended up being really good. Yeah. And uh, dude, the video went off without a hitch. It was it was great. Um, I do remember like like during mixtape two, like you had me like coming over to like watch it and like give you notes and stuff. Like, dude, I want your input. I want your input. MT three. I remember I tried to say something about mixtape three, and you and you just look at me and you're like, Hey, listen, man. The first time you're gonna see this video is at the premiere. No way. Did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> wow. You're like, you're like, I have in my mind what I want this to look like. I have this mapped out. I got this. You'll see it at the premiere. Yeah, that was like uh that's when I got the first like idea of making it a, a a big the biggest surprise it can be as far as the people that are coming to the premiere and the people in the video as well. Like yeah. I wanted I wanted the people in the video to have the same feeling as the people just coming to watch the video. Like nice. people yeah, having I, no idea what it was. So like very few people saw like anything in the video, like which was like my plan. That's why I probably said that to you, not out of like a I don't I don't want to hear your side notes or anything, but just as like a I want it to just be like a surprise, like you gotta well, trust I, me kind of thing. I got the impression you didn't really want to like the way you said it to me, I kind of got the impression like 
everybody was trying to put their hand in the, in the cookie jar and everybody was trying to like help you cook. And you were like, I'm the chef. I got this. Like, I don't, I don't need no sous chef. Like I got this. I got it. And yeah. It could have been like, it could have been everyone trying to do what you were doing. And then maybe I was just like a little like aggravated, like, Oh, just like, I, I got it. Like, I just want y'all to be surprised. Like, because people want to see their footage, like instantly. Now we, yeah, now, we throw, like, now we throw it on the phone and they're like, yo, airdrop that to me. And then they watch it 1500 times. And then by the time it's in like a video part, they're like, Oh, that was cool. I guess like, you know, yeah the whole like surprise thing was like huge for me so i was like all right everybody you're not seeing shit like until the video comes out and i remember being at that premiere spot and we were testing the video and like dave just like showed up to see what's up because he was doing the, the chicken trap that night yeah scoping the spot out and then like his part came on with like the song and everything like even down to like the song i wanted people to be like surprised unless they like gave me a song or something yeah like he like walked in i was like dude no 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 you can't see this yet like and he just like looked up like and it was just like his part he saw he listened he heard the big pun song and he's just like oh shit and then just like walked out and i was like dude fuck like i, I didn't want you to see that or anything he's like oh i barely i barely you yeah he's like i barely saw it blah 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 and i was just like all right cut it the video works no more of this like yeah not letting anybody else see this shit like until it comes like I mean, I did think like, just like it worked because I was super excited to see the video. Cause I didn't know like what song I was skating to. I didn't know if I had a standalone part, if I was sharing, a, I figured I'd be sharing a part cause I always yeah. like, you know, come short with the footage. So, uh, didn't think I'd have a full, but like who I'm sharing a part, that's going to be a surprise. Like who else actually has full parts? Cause I've heard all different things. Like what's going yeah. on. So yeah, you you're right. You were going to have a shared part. What's up? You didn't know you were going to have a shared part. Uh, I mean, I kind of like assumed I would just because I knew how much footage I had. So Right. So, but I didn't tell you. No, 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 no. You didn't tell me. And, I, wow. and you definitely didn't tell me who I'd be sharing a part with. You know why I put you with Durbin, right? Because he's in the clip of the bridge, Ollie. There you go. Yeah. Like I, I had to watch a couple times. I had to watch. I actually had to watch the video a couple times to figure that one out. And I was like, oh shit. Like I realized it at the end of the clip. I was like, oh shit, he's right there. Okay. That makes sense now. Yeah. When I was watching that footage of the bridge alley, cause I used damn near every try also. So that's what people don't realize is like, it didn't take you a lot of tries either. To no, do like I seriously, uh, those little like fake pops where I run down it. Yeah. I did that like four or five times. And then, and then I was like, all right. And then the one that I put the wheels down and then jumped off at the end and was like, okay, I got it. And then I did it next try. So the whole thing, like, like it was basically second try from the time where I like committed to it and put my wheels like on the bank going down. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I used every try and I remember watching it over and over, but I didn't watch it to the end where Laco turns the camera to Durbin. And right when I saw Durbin's face, I was like, oh, there we go. Cause at that time I didn't know where to put Durbin. I had this whole like, I had this whole plan to do like, I'm not going to say it cause I might still use this idea later on, mm -hmm. but uh, I had like a plan for the dudes that had like shorter footage and stuff. Okay. And then right when I saw his face in the clip, I was like, all right, that's it. Now I can put them, them two together. Like it was almost meant to be. We, we won that night. I feel like we won Tampa pro that weekend. And, uh,
I would have bet on our squad to win anything at that point, no matter what the odds were that night. And uh, speaking of odds, did you guys know that bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action? You can't bet on skateboarding just yet, but NBA is in full swing. March Madness is heating up. Colleges are trying to make their way to the tournament and it's coming. And so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest at BetOnline. BetOnline is the spot to be for all your bracketology needs, and they have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just make sure to use the promo code ARMSHARE, and that's BetOnline. Your online sportsbook experts. So you go to bet online, win some money, put in a couple parlays, get paid out for March Madness, take that money right over to ebay.com slash sneakers. That's right, boys and girls. From rare dead stocks to the latest release, you can find that exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the one-stop shop to cop that exclusive pair you've always been looking for. In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers. So each purchase you make before March 31st through ebay.com sneakers will enter you into a drawing for a one-of-one pair of Air Force One low tops. Just send a screenshot of your purchase to at Armchair Media on Twitter or Instagram. Also, don't forget, with eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp and is customized with all the sneakers' important details. And this authenticity guarantee also protects sellers with a verified return process. And now, it's free to sell sneakers of $100 or more on eBay. That's right, no seller fees over 100 bucks. So with other sites taking as much as 25%, you're going to have a lot of extra money left for more sneakers. Um, Steve, I know you love your dunks. Uh, what is your favorite pair? And also what is uh, the most you have spent on a pair that you really wanted? Uh, my favorite pair is the Ghosts. The ghost high tops. Ooh, okay. People forget about those, but those were epic. I actually have a pair too that I skated in recently. Um, yeah, those are definitely my like up there for sure. And I haven't spent any crazy amount of money. I just buy them for retail if if they're available. Like okay, I haven't spent any more than like 120, like which is low. That's like normal. How about like maybe like a good come up where you found a pair for cheap and then ended up flipping them good? No, nah, like, nah. you know, like the cheapest pair I found was a couple of years ago when I bought the ghost, they were like 50 bucks and they were like, you know, the, the toe piece was like crackling or whatever, but I was like, I just want this shoe and I skated them. Like I haven't bought any like for like cheaper and flipped them or anything like that. Like I actually like to like wear them and skate in them. Yes. Uh, do you follow like skate your dunks on Instagram? No, but I'll, I'll see, I'll see it in like other uh, Instagrams that, um, that I follow that are all about like the dunks or the SB stuff. Yeah. The, uh, the skate your dunks, it's just 
photos of just shredded uh, dunks. It's it's awesome. Oh yeah, I mean more power to them. Like some of them, I just like too much, and I don't want to skate them. Like, yeah, of course, of course. So yeah, everybody's got you know some they some they rock and some they stock and some they skate and some uh, they only bust out once a year to wear on Christmas. <laughs> right. But uh, <laughs> um, before, so we're gonna move on from Shaquifa and talk about the next phase. Imbujika is uh, filming life, but before we do that, we're going to pause for a quick word from uh, Just Live CBD. All right, and we're back. So we do the we do this third Shaquifa video, and uh, like I remember. Um, just kind of hearing through the grapevine, like, yes, Bajika said that that's it for Shaquifa videos. We're not going to do them anymore. And I'm like, dude, okay, that's fine. Like, I didn't ask him for the first one, and he gave me three videos and put my name on them. Like, dude has done so much for me. How could I ever, like, be angry if he doesn't want to do a job that I'm not paying him to do? So, uh, <laughs> like, I remember when um, – like Boston Mike came up and so now so now Steve produces videos like smaller edits um still with the same crew but he, he's also making his own t-shirts and uh first off I remember uh so first off like I remember you telling me like this idea was in your head and uh you pulled me aside and was kind of like checking my emotions to see how I felt about it you were asking me like what would you think if, if I was making shirts and I was selling shirts? Like, I don't want you to think I'm like trying you or like stepping on your toes or like trying to put the squad in different shirts and like even feel like yeah. you're trying to like steal the guys. And I'm like, dude, like, are you serious? Like, once again, like you volunteered to work to do this. You gave me three amazing videos. I'm super proud of what we've done and how could I ever be mad that you want to go like do something for yourself? Like I could not be happier for you that you have this idea. Cause I know you have the brain and I know you have like the, uh, the skills to, to do it and, and uh, you know, make it look good. And so I was like, I was so proud of the things we did together and, and I would have felt stupid to feel angry that you wanted to start your own shit. So, uh, like, where, when did, uh, like, how did Bus and Mike come about? And what were your ideas, like, going into that with what you wanted to do? Um, well, first off, yeah, I remember when I had the idea and, like, I felt like I had to, like, you know, quit, like, the Shaquifa stuff. Like, not, like, I don't know. It, I, I was, like, almost, like, afraid. Not afraid, but, like, it was like a big thing for me to be like, oh, I got to tell Scotty, like, I'm done doing the Shaquifa stuff. Like, I want to do my own thing. Like, you know, and I was like a little nervous how you would take it. I knew you would take it fine, but like, I wanted to do it like the proper way, you know, and not yeah. just be like, or whatever. So I wanted to see how you felt like um, about it and stuff, you know, because I don't know. I think just naturally in you know, like a filmer's thing, like a filmer's like career or something like you eventually want to just do your own thing instead of like kind of doing it off someone else's like creation, you know? Yeah, of course. Which I'm super grateful for everything I've, you know, with Shaquifa and 
you know, whatnot. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to do my own thing. And obviously, dude, you watch all the videos, they're all still wearing Shaquifa shirts and stuff. Like it's still like a whole family yeah. thing or whatnot. But yeah, I just want to take it to another direction. And I really, the name came from like, you know, I wanted to associate hip hop, but also it came from like the microphone on the VX 1000 is like super fragile. And it actually, like, if you don't have like a cushion under it, like it's known to like break off like pretty easily. And that actually happened. And I think, I think that's like how it was created. And then I just kind of ran with that, but then turned it more into like a, you know, like kind of like a hip hop orientated thing more than just like the VX camera itself. Yeah. Uh, and just kind of went for it. I mean, it's, I still don't really know what I'm doing to like a T or anything, you know, I don't have no pipeline plan or whatever. I'm just like, yeah, you grow. Still, yeah. You're just, just building and growing, like, yeah, you're still going same squad. Yeah. Same squad. I mean, they're my boys now. They're, they're all my best friends and stuff. So it's like, I wouldn't want any other squad anyways. And I wouldn't want to work for anybody else to film their squad really you know i i just want to film my dudes like always sounds good and so uh yeah the edits are shorter uh but you know pack a punch um i was curious if you think it's easier like to juggle your uh you know personal life professional life i know you got your daughter got your lady uh you got your job so like do you do you feel like it's easier to like juggle life uh working on like a smaller edit like just continuously working on smaller edits or opposed to like working on this big multi-year project like the Shaquifa mixtapes? Well, the smaller edits are just easier. They don't, they don't take a lot of time. And uh, okay. right at the tail end of mixtape three, I was only able to film one day a week. So if we didn't get any tricks on that one day, I would have to wait six other days to get out into the street again to try something when all these dudes are skating you know, the next, they're ready to skate the next day and the day after yeah. that and the day after that. Like, and I'm just like, dude, I can't like, I got real life shit to do first before I focus on the skating. So plus mixtape three, like burnt me out a lot. Like that was just way too long. I never imagined making a 40 minute video or something. And I love it, but I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that again. Like, I'm just going to do these short edits. And that's like when, that's right. I win like a lot of people that I was paying attention to in like the industry or whatever, we're doing like these short, cool, like themed like parts or, yeah. or cool edits that go with their company just like for the internet and stuff. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. Like I could just do that instead of like, just like being a ghost for three, four years and then coming out with a video, like I can do this, make it more consistent, you know, yeah. I could spend less time on one thing and like, more time on this but then that turned into like well I don't want to just throw it up on the internet I want to have a premiere for like every video that I do even if it's only four minutes long yeah and uh like dude I, I really enjoyed going uh to those premieres like I went to um the Be Water premiere I think I was at the Dust Dustin Eggling video part premiere uh the, the Porto Rock premiere that we did it down that you guys did it downtown um yep. man it's just awesome because it, it also like it gets everybody to, it gets everybody together more often yeah. like you know that's if there's a little video to go to like once every four or five months that's way better than waiting you know four years 
for an, yeah, that, and that's that's what I'm saying. Back to mixtape two is like I've been chasing that premiere feeling ever since, and that's why like I make a video and I'm like, yeah, it's cool. Like you're gonna watch it on your phone, like on your way to get coffee or like while you're taking a shit or something, and then just like be like, oh, that's fine. But no, I'm gonna give you. I'm going to try to give you like a whole like ex- experience like in person for sure premiere like no matter how long the video is and that was like my whole thing with like doing this busted mic thing is like every time I do a video I want to do a premiere I want to get the scene together and I want to have like some product there too as like almost like a souvenir thing like yeah. you go see like you go see an artist at the Cuban club or something you're probably going to buy the merch you know what I mean yeah. To be like, wow, this is a sick ass show. I was there. I'm buying a shirt, like you know, I was there, and then you like almost cherish that shirt more because it comes with like an experience and like a memory. So that's like my whole thing as far as like making the videos and stuff. And it it definitely, I love bringing the scene together, like especially the last one, the Puerto Rico video. That one was super sick. Like definitely got some new fans. I feel like just yeah. just because those kids just like lurk the park half of them don't even know like what we're doing until that day all right well um you said that uh you don't really operate with a plan or don't really know what you're doing but uh do we have anything to look forward to coming out of the bus and mike uh pipeline anytime soon yeah i mean i, I what i meant to say by that is like um I do, I do have a bunch, I do have stuff that I'm, that I'm doing, but I'm just kind of like letting it like grow into its own thing instead of just like from the beginning be like, okay, this is how it's going to be this blah, blah, blah. Like I'm going to do this, this, like it's going to be super themed. So pretty much all my ideas just like come from like, like when the the time I think of them, then I start working on them. Like, it's just like, Oh, if I get an idea as soon as we get off this, and I like it, then I'm going to start working on that. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of what I meant by that. But I do have some new stuff coming. Um, I'm trying to put together this, this one piece I'm working on with one of the dudes. Uh, and then that'll be like a whole video premiere and stuff with some new gear and whatnot. And then after that, I want to do uh, probably work on like some kind of another medium length, which is would be like 15 minute back to mixtape two era length. All right. Um, so that yeah. And then I, I like I said, I want to I want to do a longer video to do like a bigger premiere because nice. I think it's been going on four years now. I think it's. uh I think it's time for me to, to jump on like maybe like a bigger premiere. I mean, I've been saying it for like a year now, but the little premieres are cool, but yeah, I want to do a bigger one. So that's kind of what I'm trying to work towards now. Well, uh, hopefully all these vaccinations work and we can get a big premiere with 500 people. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Somewhere soon, man. And, uh, I will, I will say we have, uh, kind of working on a little, um, like busted Mike times Shaquifa, like collab event uh, that we, we just kind of started working on um, with a, a new edit that we're going to drop featuring all the Shaquifa OGs. Um, it's looking pretty good. So stay tuned for an announcement on that front. Uh, follow my man, Bustin Mike on the Instagram and Steve, dude, I love you. 
Thank you. I love you too, Scotty. Thank you for the years of help. Uh, you have helped define the aesthetic and the visual presentation of Shaquifa. Uh, I wouldn't be nearly as far along in the, I, I still like, once again, like I have no plan for Shaquifa either, man. I make shirts and I sell them on Instagram. And I was lucky enough to have a guy that wanted to make these videos for me to put us out there. And I, you know, I, I never thought there would be a Shaquifa video just because I didn't think there would be a filmer in Tampa to put that much effort into it. So, um, dude, you're the one that did it and you're the one I love for it. And I'll always have your back because of that. And I look forward to many, many more years of VX 1000 and busted Mike <laughs> magic, maybe with a little bit of Shaquifa sprinkled in there every now and then. But uh, oh, the essence is always there. The what? The essence is always there. I mean, in the nice. videos, you can clearly tell the connection. Awesome. Well, dude, Steve, I just wanted to thank you one more time for all of that. I want to thank you for uh, hopping on the phone with me. Um, dude, looking thank forward you. to many more projects, many more premieres, and just a lot more skateboarding with uh, me struggling in front of your lens. <laughs> No, it's always a good time filming you, Scotty. I appreciate the kind words. And like I said, it was an honor, dude. I wouldn't change that. I wouldn't change any of that for like the life. It literally made me who I am today, like filming all those videos. So, well, dude, yeah, I thank you that. for having something. And you're always on the free Shaquifa shirt for life list. You know that. Um, I appreciate it. I got to stop by soon. <laughs> but, uh, dude, everybody out there, thank you so much for listening. That's going to wrap it up. That was Steve Bujica. Uh, go follow him on uh, Instagram. He's Busted Mike. Um, and dude, see you in another couple of weeks with another episode of the Border Podcast with Scotty the Body. Peace. Heavily divine, the truth brings out the temper in my spine.